Has yeah. it been a while since I did one of these? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I think it was last episode. <laughs> I think so too. Ah, bring it because back. I tried to do it. I think last time. Oh right, right I haven't right. practiced. Oh, <laughs> that was so good. Oh my god! Wow. Yay. Sometimes you got to give it a rest. I think. Now I'm not yeah. going to do it again because I was really good. Yeah, don't wow. overdo it. Whoa. Don't overdo it. Wow. Oh, uh, I feel really good about that. Yeah. Well, there you go, <laughs> listeners. You got an extra inch in there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And um, By me. thank you guys so much for listening to Am I an Asshole? Yes. And welcome. Welcome. Um, Jackie and I had the pleasure oh. of viewing a movie that I'm sure, I mean, literally everyone has seen. <laughs> it is called Quigley Down Under. It's Quigley Quigley. I never can. Quigley Down Under is the 1990 uh What's this guy's name? Oh, I don't know. Wait, hold Who on. Who cares? Tom Selleck. Oh, well, he's <laughs> and, okay. a thing, but still. Um, once oh. once a month on Friday nights, one one Friday a month, we get together with some of our pals and uh, one person gets to pick a movie that we watch. Yes. It's um, called, what is it called? The Night Under, under the, the Broken Lights? Yeah, because the lights are broken. And um, we watch it outside. And yeah, one person surprises us with a movie They of don't their tell choice. anyone. Yeah. And then they have to, in order to tell us, they have to do a um, charades. charades type of thing, yeah, which so I can't see. believe someone got. Yeah, Dan that was great. Yeah, got yeah. on this one. But our sweet, sweet friend, Drew, Drew Han, he was the first ever guest on mm-hmm. our podcast. Yep. Um, he picked Squiggly Diggly. Yeah. Quiggly Down Under. And like, Quiggly he down under. feels really passionate about it. If you guys haven't seen it, but I mean, you probably have because very popular. <laughs> no one has um, seen Tom Selleck movie. is a American cowboy who gets called to Australia by a British guy played by none other than Alan Rickman. Yep. <laughs> and, um, Rest in peace. Because, because Tom Selleck's character, whose name is Matthew Quigley, um, is a long shot. Like he can shoot. I don't even remember why that was necessary. I have no idea. I could, I, I feel like I blacked out in the very beginning because I was yeah. not blacked out, checked out. But mostly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And blacked out. And black, yeah. probably blacked um, out. No, but but like, I couldn't pay attention to the movie because I couldn't get over the fact that Drew chose this movie. Of all the <sighs> movies you could choose. All the film and cinema over and the years. No one has seen that. I mean, we just couldn't stop laughing at that alone that this is what he brought. But also it's the whole dynamic of this movie night is hilarious because it's a very it's a very vulnerable thing because you bring you don't always bring the best movie. Mm-hmm. You bring a movie that you want people to see that like means a lot to you. Like I brought a uh, Hocus Pocus. Also, it was in the spirit of my favorite holiday, Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. Which is still up, by the way. What's God. up, girl? It's weird because I don't think anyone knows how much you love Halloween yet. Well, I guess now oh, it's revealed. Now they might. <laughs> um, of course they do. But yeah, I brought Hocus Pocus. But also, like, is that the best movie in the world? No. But everybody likes to watch that movie during Halloween. And I loved it as a kid. And Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker. You yeah. have to be willing to know that people are going to definitely make fun of it. Yes. You have I, to endure. I think I think it started out that people were just supposed to sit and watch and Jackie and I were like, we're having none of this. And so well, yeah, because the first movie was The Terminal. <laughs> yeah. And so we just like really ripped it apart, which come on. Bless, on. I know, bless Stephen Edward. Uh, honestly, oh. that I prefer that movie though to oh, yeah. Squiggly Diggly. Oh God. I mean, it, it's it a Western. Just was, it was a Western. It was so outdated. It wasn't one of those movies that when you watch it, you're like, it, it, it's like, I don't know. It wasn't redeeming. It wasn't mm. even bad. F- I think it was bad for its time. Yeah. But I will say, Tom Selleck, what a hottie. 
What a hottie. Also, Drew, we love you so much. Oh, and, and what a commitment. I mean, the accent alone that he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Drew was using an, oh, just like a, a cowboy accent. It wasn't even Southern. It was No, but every time he would talk about it, he oh, would, bless. you know, or give a recap. I don't even know if we finished the movie. I think, didn't we skip forward? No, we did. We did finish it, but you left. You were like, <laughs> there was like literally two minutes left and you were like, let's get out of here to Nick. I'm like, Nick, you made Nick. Well, I don't know if you made him, but Nick was like, all right, we got to get out of here. And I was like, fuck you. And he was like, I, I don't, I'm torn because like Nick would watch like seven hours of that movie probably. Yeah. Like he hated it, but like he still would just sit like sit yeah. and watch it. I get angry when things are so bad because I feel like I'm wasting my time. And then I'm also like, I wish we could all just sit and talk. Yeah. But um, I think that we really, I think it enriched our lives because it, it I sure laughed did. a lot. Yeah. Oh, it was very enjoyable. And the fact that Drew can, can handle it. He can take some, some teasing. Mm. It, it just makes it that much better. Um, Oh, also last night, um, we learned that um, we have a new fan. We sure um, do. Yes. Her name is Katie Boland. God bless you, Katie. And um, she's Canadian and she shared it with her Canadian friends. So hi, all of the Canadian listeners as well uh, from Toronto. We love you. Thank yeah. you for listening. Thanks for listening. And thanks everybody for listening. Um, you know, keep up, review us, uh, rate us five stars, share, um, you know, yeah. We like us you. on Instagram. We're doing some fun stories. Yeah. And um, yeah, I cannot wait for this episode this yeah. is a very exciting one we have josh gondelman we sure do from, and he is a writer from last week tonight mm-hmm. with john oliver yep he's great it's amazing so excited we're gonna talk about being a workaholic yep so uh buckle up bye um so yeah this one is Am I an asshole for being a workaholic? Yeah, yeah. And I guess we'll explore it. I don't, I, I'm trying to decide where I fall in that. Yeah. Because I like working. And, mm-hmm. it, and if it's something that I like to do, I enjoy it. And I'll put 100%, 110% even mm-hmm. percent into it. But I also like to have a healthy work-life balance. Yeah. I feel like, and we can, we'll go into this more, but like, I feel like I'm a person who probably works more but like at something that I'm not like very productive because like I'm doing a whole bunch of things and I'm like I'm so busy but it's just because I'm like overloaded in my brain gotcha you're not honing in on one like skill or craft or or job and it's like I think the multitasking thing that like that's it's the negative aspect of multitasking because I'm like even just trying to do a little thing while I'm also trying to do a big thing like oh I gotta write in my um, calendar that I got my period on Friday like I'll be thinking about that while I'm also like oh and also I need to like write the next scene in that script you know like Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I like too many things are going on at once so I don't think I'm very productive but I do feel busy all the time you feel busy okay do you know what I'm saying yeah I do well I want to hear I want to hear what Josh has to say about it because this is his, right? Like, he, he kind of came up with this he one. This definitely. Topic. And he's a huge, biggest asshole I know. <laughs> Honestly, the nicest guy in the world. I can Aside tell from, from our the... producer, oh. he's the nicest guy Ooh, in the world. Oh, that's a, that's a maybe a competition. Tie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The nicest man in the world meets another n- nicest man in the world. Well, this one's in LA and this, and then Josh is in New York. So I the think that that's going to be. The fact that he remains nice living in New York is an Oh, anomaly. my God. Yeah. Let's bring him on. Um, okay. This is Josh Gondelman, everybody. Josh, come <laughs> on. John in. To the screen. Hello, hello. Thank you for inviting me in. Oh, God bless. Um, yeah, we asked him if um, he was an asshole, and he said, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> about about this. You feel like you're yeah. an asshole about this. Why? I certainly do. Yeah. Um, so I 
I just do, I do, it sounds like such a, like a humble brag too. So that, which is an additional <laughs> asshole move. But yeah. like, I think for real that I like take on professional projects compulsively uh, and fill up my schedule beyond what is reasonable mm -hmm. to the detriment of my personal life. Okay. 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 Yeah. Like what, but what kind of person, I mean, projects like, does it, is there like a caliber that you go for or like, is it just literally anything someone says? I mean, you said yes I mean, to this. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> which, this thank you certain, so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sincerely my pleasure, which is like part of the problem. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, like, go, oh, go on. Sorry. No, I just feel like out of the gates, we should say what you do. Oh yeah. I mean, sure. yeah. We are a writer for, is it John Oliver? Mm-hmm. Last, oh, week, last week tonight. Last week tonight. So yeah. I mean, clearly your workaholicism is paying off. Voting well for you. Yeah, I mean that's the problem, though, okay. right? Like if it if it weren't, it would be like I mean in my head, and this is like this speaks to exactly how I'm wired. Like if it weren't paying off, I'd be like, well, I'm just not working enough. That's the problem, right? Uh, but it is paying off, so I'm like, good, gotta keep doing it, right? Yeah. How long have you been writing for them? So I've been at the show for the whole time, which is four years. And I did the, um, I was the web producer. That was my title. I did all the digital writing. And then after the first year, I moved over to write for the show. That's awesome. And like, so how, how did you, how did you get there? Can we like, I just, I'm curious because sure. I don't know you very well. I know like you knew Rosie a little bit better. We're best friends. Jo Josh and I are best friends. <laughs> we're, we're best no, friends. we are. We are really, we're good friends though. I think. We are, I definitely think we're good friends. <laughs> like your buddies. Like yeah. your buddies. Your buddies. Yes. Okay. Well, we're we'll, friends. we'll get there. We, you and I will <laughs> yeah. get there. So like, how did, how did you, how did you get going on this? Like, where are you from? And like, how did you start writing? Like, what even got you the job there? Like, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm from just, I grew up just outside Boston and I went to college in the same area and I started doing stand up um, between my freshman and sophomore year in school and started doing that. I was doing improv and sketch also as in college uh, and I was a creative writing major and I came in thinking I was going to write uh, books. I was like going to write funny books. That was my goal. Mm -hmm. And then when I graduated, I just didn't like I was submitting short stories places, but it was like an, a long process. It's like a long lead time to like find out that they don't want to accept your story sure. into like yeah. a magazine. <laughs> so I didn't like that. I like when I'm going to fail, I like to fail right away. So which is why I like stand up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like do something and it's either good or it's bad or it needs work or it's almost there, you know, and you know that very mm -hmm. quickly mm -hmm. and you can adjust like day to day, minute to minute. And I, I like that. So I stayed in Boston. I was doing stand up. Um, I ended up, I, a couple of fortunate things happened where I ended up being touring, uh, being able to tour on the road a little bit more. That was exciting. I moved to New York in about 2011. Um, I was doing some freelance writing for the internet and for magazines. That was really fun and rewarding and exciting. And then I had, I had started to be able to submit to TV shows as a writer here and there a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of, at the end of 2012, I co-created and co-wrote this, um, this is so silly to say, but a viral Twitter account, Oh yeah, the modern, modern Seinfeld Twitter account, which got a lot of attention right away and kind of let me start submitting for things more regularly. Um, so it was very exciting. And so I did a little work for Billy on the street, the summer of 
2013. And then in uh, February 2014, yeah, I got hired at Last Week Tonight. So that's kind of like the general path and the trajectory to like what I do now. Wow. And I mean, you were, because I know I did a little bit of stand up in New York. I mm-hmm. can't pretend like I really was going hard. Like, I understand the grind, and that's why it was like so difficult to have a day job and then try to go to, you know, those three open mics like every night and sure. all that stuff. But were you on that kind of like grind or were you just constantly on the hustle? Yeah. So when yeah. I moved to New York from Boston, I didn't have a full time day job. I was, I had been a, a preschool teacher in Boston and I was tutoring as well. And there's a little less of a hustle in standup in Boston just by like virtue of fewer shows. Things are like, things don't go as late. It's harder to, you know, there's less of a culture of like, I do this open mic, then this open mic, then this open mic. So I was out, but it wasn't like that same New York City grind. Mm-hmm. So when I came to New York, I was able to leave my full-time job and I tutored part-time and was on the road and writing. So I kind of pieced together a very meager income for the first couple of years and was like, yeah, out all the time doing stand-up. Wow. Okay. Do you feel like, I mean, because I think part of why I didn't want to do continue doing stand-up was because I was like, this looks like it's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> like, I, because yeah. it really is. And like, and then also you have to have confidence in what you're doing. And I think like, I mean, you really have to, in order to get to where I think you are is like, you have to just be like, I don't give a fuck, you know, if it doesn't go well every time and then that you will get better every time oh, you do it. But it's like, not going to go well. It's every definitely time. not going to go well. But I mean, but it does it, pay off if you work hard. Yeah. Let's say that it pays off. Um. <laughs> well, or whatever. In, in like the comedy world. I mean, but like, I don't know. I think you're just the American dream, Josh, because hard work. <laughs> well, no, but like, okay, because that's the thing. What is hard work? Because you can work hard, but not be productive. Mm. Like working smart. Yeah, working smarter, not harder. But like with stand-up, I do feel like you have to literally physically go to these places. So I feel like that's hard. Yeah, and then you have <laughs> to like put your name out, uh, yeah. it's like a, on like a lottery. I mean, I don't know. I think you, when you get to a certain level, you can just go to those open mics and they'll put you up. But like for me, I had to like wait and I was the last person at like 1230. And everyone's like, gone an and open drunk. open mic, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... So I do, it's definitely, I don't, I just like, when I got my job, I gave up open mics cold turkey pretty much. They just were, it was, it Mm. felt like at that point, it was maybe not the um, best use of time. Yeah. Uh, And I think there was a long time where it was really useful and really helpful to, to do that. But then I had this job and I was like, okay, I want to try to, like you were saying earlier, work smarter, not harder. I want to work at the job and not be like rushing out to go try out two minutes of untested material in front of uh, comedians and uh, no one else. I don't know why I said and. There was no conjunction there. <laughs> right. No, um, it, was, it would literally be like, yeah, like five or six. I mean, maybe there were yeah. more, but usually, and then just like, dead silence. Everyone yeah, else was working and, on their own material. They weren't really listening. Yeah. And, and I think that there's like a, a, a utility to that at, but I had hit a point where I just couldn't um, devote that time to that activity anymore. Okay. And at the time, though, you said you were wanted to focus on your job. Which job was it again? So this was when I got hired doing the uh, web producing at Last Week Tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. You were like, well, I'm not so much going to do uh, open mics. I'm going to focus on this cool job. 
Yeah. It, mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure that my energy was going in not, you know, any sort of cosmic energy, but like my actual practical energy <laughs> right, right. directed like, in the right direction that where I was doing the most good for myself and doing the best job at my job. Yeah. But like, here's what's cool too, though. You got married. So like you also were able to like have a life life. So yeah, I mean, that's again, the marriage is the best part. Right. And, <laughs> and I, I don't mean any offense by this, but like I'm doing this. Uh, now and <laughs> like this is my first Saturday that I've had off in a month oh, and um, wow. my well we work weekends we work Wednesday through Sunday and so uh, when we're in production and we're off for a couple months so it's like I'm going and I'm going on the road a lot um, so you, this is the pattern that's coming up but um, right now you know my wife is in the living room hanging out with our dog listening oh. to some music and, uh, and I'm in our, well, we haven't set it up really yet, but it's eventually will be an office and guest room. Oh, bless. Well, oh God, Mary's but probably hates right me. Right now, it's a futon <laughs> full of clutter. Great. Also, yeah, that's right, an office. That's my fault. Yeah. That's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but you have the time off now, so you can maybe make that into an office, right? I think so. Yeah. We just ordered a desk and a chair before <laughs> we started recording. Great. Right? So we're going to, not to brag, but we're going to have a desk and a chair. <laughs> okay. Well, you'll have to show us pics. Once. We'll yeah, put that yeah, up on we'll the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, so, so you're, you're, I mean, your schedule must be rigorous, right? Like when you're, when you are on, uh, when last week tonight is rolling, how, what's the term? Sure. <laughs> in season? <laughs> yeah. In season. I say in production usually because it's like a yeah, little different. It. When we have a show versus like some weeks we don't have a show, even though it's the middle of the season. Um, so you work from, what did you say, Wednesday to Sunday? Wednesday to Sunday. And is that like uh, all, all day? Yeah, it's like a like a, a job job. Um, oh. like <laughs> so, a, but is it like, is it like, are there crazy hours or is it like nine to five? Not crazy. No, it's a, it's like a 10 to six. I stay a little, you know, you stay a little later if you're working on a story that takes a little longer to write. And um, I'm there a little late on Sundays after the taping. Um, so it's not like it's, you know, you hear stories about jobs with like totally bonkers hours where like, yeah, Monday through Friday, we're there till 2 a.m. And right. that's not that's not what I have to do, which is good. I, I get sleepy quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, do you think you lucked out in that way? Like are a lot of other shows like the 2 a.m. all time? Um, I, I can't speak for everything. Right, I, sure. I do feel fortunate that like the show that I work on affords me time to do other things in the evenings and Mondays and Tuesdays. It's, uh, I mean, overall, I feel like I lucked out with where I am. Right. Um, but you, okay, and we'll get to Jen in a second here because you're feeling like you're a workaholic because you work maybe more than you would like to. So, I mean, it doesn't have that much to do with the job. Sure. Uh, because that's like, you know, most people have a job or yeah. or try to, Yeah. Um, I think, in the world. But like, for me, it's like in addition to the, let's say nine to five, I also, I'm probably doing like six to eight stand up spots a week. Plus I'm working on a, a book that's, that I have another like 10 months to write and to finish writing that's do that. And then like, I will take on other stuff too. I, I am like, I'll always, not always, I often jump at like where people are like, hey, could you do this? Or would you want to do this? I'll be like, yeah. Um, so like, it's just, um, it's a lot. And I yeah. don't know why I yeah. do it. 
I, I think this is a good time to bring Jen in because I have a couple of things I want to say to that, but maybe with Jen also in the ears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what's interesting is why I find this kind of interesting too is that I when I think of workaholics, I, th- I think of it- The TV in, show on Comedy Central. Yes. <laughs> I think of it more in like a corporate setting where it's like they have you there from, you know, you're working from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and like, you know- Monday through Saturday you're lucky if you get one day off and it's kind of like a machine whereas this is unique in where it's I feel like it's artistic what you're doing and then during the work week you're working an awesome job but it's not just that job it's all the other projects that you're putting onto your plate yeah so I think like because it's not for money I'm just saying it's not you're not working for money necessarily not it's not like I have a job where if if I stay at my day job longer hours, I make more money. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, so that's not, what I was kind of getting at. Yeah. yeah, totally. So like, I mean, some of these things that I'm doing are like for financial sure. incentive. And sure. some of them are like more just creative projects, you know, like I'm always happy to like appear on a podcast. I mean, we're paying I, you a fun. lot. Yeah, of, he is getting like, right, right, right. Yeah. other podcasts <laughs> right. are Thank for you. less money. But like this one, I like really I tighten the screws on the negotiations. <laughs> and, and thank you. Yeah, yeah um, of course. No, thank thank you for meeting my exorbitant demands. Yeah, so, uh-huh. yeah, of course. Um, yeah, but, it'll put us out. Yeah, and it's um, monthly installments, which is weird. But um, <laughs> but it's it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it to get me on a podcast. No, but, but yeah, but I understand what you're saying though, because it is it's a lot of work, even if it's not all like your job's really or your boss is really riding you. It's like work, work, right. not relaxing other than couch stuff. Yeah, exactly. Stuff that's other than on the couch. And with certain people, like I think of like the hierarchy in my company, you know, some people are, are reeling in, you know, close to, I, you know, close to a million bucks or something. And it's like, what? well, okay. Or a quarter of a million. Okay, I'm not sure, great with even that. Then, yeah. But, um, but, but it's like, well, you, you're making that much money. And so you're going to work more hours or or some some people do some people that are high up and bosses are just oh, twiddling some, their thumbs yeah. and not doing yes. anything yes I've um, seen that. but but yeah so like it's like an incentive to work more because you're going to get paid more and so yeah we're kind of m- mitigating that with like you're, you're you are doing things for financial reasons but a, most of it is like creative endeavors a lot of it is um just because you want to but do you do you feel like you're a kind of a yes man do you feel like you're a people pleaser a little bit yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. Okay, that's yeah. like a big part of my personality. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, because it and also like the wanting to do something because you're like maybe this. And I don't know if it's the same for you, Josh, but for me, it's like maybe this time will be the time that like I'll meet the right people that will then bring me to this thing. So I'm like, I gotta say yes because like if I say no to this, then maybe I won't be able to have the opportunity that if yeah. you just stay home. Yeah, I 100% understand what you're talking about. I think a lot of it is I do. I don't like to disappoint people. I don't like to say no to things that I can do. Yeah. And like I have like a pretty loose standard for like can of like, oh, my body can physically withstand doing (laughs) that so I can do it. Like I can I can be at the place where it happens, you know, things like that. Um, And then in addition to that, like you were saying, I it's. I've tried to let go a little bit of like, this is the thing that changes everything because like so rarely is it. Right. And I think, <laughs> yeah. excuse me. And I've gotten better at saying no to things that I'm like completely uninterested in doing. Mm-hmm. Like if there's something that I get where I'm like, but maybe it's a good opportunity. I can like, <laughs> I can turn it down a little easier. Like, you know, like I, uh, 
an offer to audition for a commercial or something for a product that I'm like, this is a little sketchy that I can like turn that down more easily than I've been able to do in the past. Cause it's like, uh, uh, this could be the money that means I can quit my day job or this could be, et cetera. Like, that's not what I'm, that's not, those aren't the goals right now. Right. And you like your day job. Yeah, and I wonder if that's like- I do. I like my day job a lot. Because of like the scarcity thing. Like if you had, if you didn't have like the day job that you liked that was in like your field, then maybe like you would be like, yep, I'm going to do that shitty commercial because I don't have anything else. Yes, 100%. But now I think I have almost the opposite thing leading me to take similar action in that I feel like, oh, now these opportunities are, there are certain opportunities that are open to me that maybe weren't before. So I shouldn't let them pass me by. I should instead like seize as much of it as I can and like hoard it for the, the lean years. (laughs) (laughs) so i guess that that mentality never really stopped no because i mean i feel you you would yeah you you would think that once you get to your level you could kind of chill out a little bit but you're saying then there's other stuff that you're trying to do but i know i definitely know other people who have an easier time chilling out a little bit um you know colleagues that have scaled back their stand-up or have put um other projects on ice for a while or you know Mm. um and I don't, but I'm, uh, I don't generally feel comfortable doing that or I will pledge to do that. And, um, and then I won't like, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to be, I, I will take more time off and I, I'm doing better. Like I'm, I'm making more time intentionally to like, oh, I'm not, if I don't schedule time to like do fun things with my wife, they don't happen by accident. Like I need to be proactive and take charge of that. And I've realized that like as an adult and, um, and like pre-wedding, but like it's, I've been doing better, I think since we've been married even. And then, um, and then I will also, my, I've, I've tried to like implement a new standard for doing standup shows where someone asks me to do a show. What used to happen was I would say, Oh, I'll look at my calendar. And if it's three weeks out, I'd say, Oh, I only have two sets that week. I would probably like to be doing more. So I would say yes to a thing just to like fill in my calendar to the point where I thought it should be. Mm, but yeah. now I'm trying to say like, if I'm going to regret this when I have to go do it, I will say no to it. Like if it's a thing that I'm like, oh, it's good to have something. And then day of, I'll be like, oh, that's not a thing I want to do at all. Then I will try to preemptively say no, thank you. Or like, let's try to schedule it at a time where it's convenient and rather than a thing like, that I would have to hustle to get to or right. that I would go to and wouldn't feel fruitful. Right. So I'm, I'm setting better boundaries for myself, but I still feel like I'm doing too much and I don't know how to prioritize always. Yeah. And maybe you kind of overcommit a little bit. I know I, I definitely, yeah, yeah, you overcommit and then it, it, you're stressed out. Do you, do you feel like you have a hard time relaxing? Like even if you, let's say you're, cause I have this sometimes and I don't know if it's cause I don't think it's cause I'm a workaholic. I don't know if it's just cause I'm neurotic, but if I'm sitting down and watching a TV show, sometimes I'm thinking like, oh, I, sh- I should be doing, Oh, always. Right. It could be you always. Know, like, do you I ever... don't. Okay. I don't get to the point of putting on the TV show. Like I'll oh. have a day off and I'll just like goof off on social media, which I like, I I'm actually trying to get better at like putting like not even unplugging, just like taking an hour and being like, I'm going to watch this movie that I've been meaning to watch uh, when I have some time or like, Oh, I have this book that I really want to read instead of like answering emails. I will read this book. I, and I, I do a pretty good job of like enjoying things while I'm enjoying them, mm. but I just like need 
to get over that hump and be like, close your computer, yeah. put your phone across the room. You're not, nothing urgent is going to happen for the next hour. And just like read your friend's book that you bought a month ago and are like <laughs> excited to read. And you've had like on your nightstand, just sitting there unread. Right. And then you have those awkward conversations. Like, oh, I still haven't read it, but yeah, I've been yeah, meaning yeah. to. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's I bring think Jen. It's a, yeah, I think we got as far as we can. So, hey, Jen. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you all doing? We're yeah, good. We're good. good. We just I was just working too hard. Yeah. <laughs> All for a shit ton of money. (laughs) Yeah, so much money. This podcast brings us so Mm -hmm. much, so much. Um, (laughs) But you've been listening into Joshy Poo. Joshy Poo. Call you that. That's his. That's his actually Instagram and Twitter handle is Joshy Poo. Oh, at Pug Life. Is a pug? No. Oh. (laughs) I was like, cool. No, it's closer than I thought we were. No, it's not that. Um, cool. But yeah, so like, what? uh, What are? I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts on workaholism or Josh's? terrible problems well, I guess, with it. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I understand what why Josh thinks he's a workaholic, but I'm wondering what it is about what he described. Josh, what what about that makes you think that you're an asshole for it? Right, cuz you just sound so, like an ambitious amazing person right. sometimes. <laughs> like yeah, that's I mean. very kind. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I do a good job of framing myself that way. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm deceitful. Uh, so I'm here to rip you down a little bit. Like, what? Please, no, I'm just no, kidding. I, sincerely, I mean like <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just wondering what yeah, what makes you think you're an asshole? Um, so I will schedule work instead of scheduling fun things to mm-hmm. like things that uh, to see people that I haven't seen in a long time, more time to like have downtime with my wife, which I really love when I do. And then I will overschedule myself instead of doing that, which I feel like mm-hmm. I'm disappointing her. Uh, and I will plan, I'll schedule myself too tightly. Like I'll leave things to work. Um, like I'll schedule myself at shows knowing that I have like, oh, I have um, this party to be at, but like, if I leave at 10 instead of staying till 11, 1130, I can go do this show and then come back. Or like, if I come late, I can, to, you know, to this thing, I can squeeze in a meeting about this other thing or a shoot for this other thing. And, um, and so I feel like I'm uh, the first thing that has to give when an opportunity arises as um, personal mm. Uh, activity and relationships. Mm-hmm. So kind of you do, you schedule your work things at the expense of maybe other people. Totally. Okay. And mm-hmm. so what do you think has you keep doing that? I mean, what do you get from it? Um, I feel like I'm giving myself the best chance to succeed in my career. And I feel like I'm not falling behind. Uh, which mm. is like an amorphous notion that is not real, but totally. it certainly like helps me to feel on top of things. But I also immediately feel like the guilt of letting people down mm. and the like displeasure of not getting to do the fun things. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's a real uh, loss as well. So your fear is that you'll slip behind professionally. Yeah, okay. I think so. I like opportunities will stop coming if I say no to things or Mm -hmm. I will, um, I will lose, you know, I'll get less sharp or I will Mm -hmm. not do the things that I have been working towards because I, um, am, uh, being lackadaisical. 
Yeah. Mm. I think that's a real pull too, because you probably, I think you were saying before, like there's that reward piece for when you do, when you do work hard, you do get the reward from it. So it's hard to imagine what would happen if you didn't work so hard. Yeah, I think so. And I yeah. think it would probably be fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and like, that's like, I think imagining it, I agree. It's like hard. To, I also like don't, because I started performing professionally, like in my, you know, like a 1920 was like really where I started doing stand up a lot. Um, I don't know like what adults do at night to recreate. (laughs) So like, like I literally don't know what people do. Like I I don't, I don't want to drag, you know, I, I like to go see shows and see my friends in shows, but like, I'm not going to drag my wife to a show that she's like ambivalent on because then it's like, it's almost like I'm doing R and D for work. Right. um, Instead of like fully enjoying things. Yeah. You've been introduced to Netflix, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. (laughs) Stranger things. But I don't, I also don't like most things ah. <laughs> like or I don't mm. like I'm not um there's I I really I don't like when sorry if you can hear my dog she's oh no we love we love oh, good. um but yeah I mean I, I like to do that but then it's like all right it's now it's 8 30 <laughs> you know what I mean? and we yeah. don't I don't like binge watch we don't binge, you don't watch binge watch. it's kind well. of you feel like it's a waste yeah. of time in a way no I just oh. um I just don't do it like I think um, uh, my wife has like a, a much easier time being like, we watch two episodes of a half hour show and now she's going to read for a little while and then, and like unwind and that's the evening. And I, I have to like train myself not to just be like, okay, but now it's, it's 9 PM. And like, that's like when you go back to work. <laughs> Do you right, know what I mean? Right. Cause that's what you've been so, doing for so long. Wow. And, and there's like, and I work in a field where there's like a boundless um, opportunity to do things you literally never have to stop yeah because you can always do something especially oh go ahead go ahead no no go ahead finish so like especially in new york if Mm. like i wanted to schedule myself you know uh 9 10 a.m to midnight every day i could probably do that yeah which i Mm -hmm. don't because i would die yes (laughs) your body Mm -hmm. physically will shut down i mean I'm definitely going to die eventually. That I, I don't. I think we I all are. Yeah. I didn't mean to say I'm warding off death. <laughs> going to bed early. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. And I do think that society and especially a place like New York does set us up for being able to pretty much work around the clock if we want to, mm-hmm. because everything's open around the clock. You can have anything delivered around the clock. 100%. It's just like, you really don't have to go to bed if you don't want to. Right. Um, and then you do get rewarded for it because you get stuff done or you get, yeah. you know. How do you think your life would be different if you didn't work as much as you did? That's a good question. Um, I think I would probably be a little more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, think you're uptight like now then? Anal? No, just like there's always um, something humming in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Like I would be more present yeah, and I would, yeah. Um, I think I would probably be physically healthier as well. I would probably <laughs> be able to devote more time to like exercise maybe mm-hmm. and like cooking or, you know, eating healthier. Um, and those are things that like get squeezed out at the margins immediately in my life when I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I guess I just have to eat this pizza. Cause like, I don't have time <laughs> for anything else. And they just yeah. hand you pizza. You walk in, they hand it to you. 
Yeah. Um, so that's like, yeah, for sure. I think my life would be almost only better. See, I feel like <laughs> that that what like makes us different and how you're, I think, more successful than I am is that like I will put like, yeah, I should probably do some like just like really sitting here and doing Netflix. I wasn't like that always, but now I'm like full into just like laying down or cooking or doing exercise. But then I'm not really focusing on like my career. <laughs> so then yeah. I'm like, I don't think like I'm going to die probably just like penniless and alone. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to die. I mean, Josh said it. Yeah. Josh said he will. Yeah. So if he's going to die, we're going to die. Yeah. But I don't, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I, I relate to that. I think in New York, I didn't, I didn't though. I think I was a busybody a lot in New York. And I, I think out this here. This Cali I'm, life. Yeah. Just <laughs> hanging out, just throwing up peace signs in the sun. But, I mean, I really feel, but I personally feel a little bit better. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh no, I'm going to, I'm going to go for a hike because that will make me feel better. And I just, I can't help but be jealous when I listen to you and you're like, ah, I'm going to go back to work. And I'm like, ah, I wish I ah, just had that extra little I know. punch. Jen, is there like something different between people that like makes someone more of a workaholic type person and like who makes people like lazy? I mean, well, I don't know if it's fair to say just because you're not a workaholic, you're then lazy. I mean, I sure, think there's a true. big spectrum in between yeah, there. Yeah, if you're not an alcoholic, <laughs> but, it doesn't mean you don't drink. drink. Oh, right. <laughs> Metaphors. So <laughs> that was a good one. See, this is much. That was a much was better one than better. some of the past ones. Yeah, yeah. the leg was yeah. bad last time. That's yeah. real bad. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I also think you know I look at people's values and I kind of think that if people are operating in line with their values and they're okay with it, there may just be people, I mean, there's certainly people that value work or some of the things that come along with work more than people value other things. And that isn't a judgment on, because values are a personal thing. Oh, for sure. And I think as long as you're happy yeah. and not feeling like, you know, there's things that you wish you had, or, you know, you're not in a bad place because of the way you're behaving. I mean, then you're probably acting in accordance with your values. Ooh, Josh, um, are you happy? Yeah, but I don't like, I think you're probably right. And that I'm generally acting in accordance with my values, but mm -hmm. I, but maybe like I have bad values. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I, I don't, I'm not, I am. I, am I don't think you're saying that. that. No, I am no, saying I'm not. I don't feel any judgment. I, if anything, <laughs> I, I need more judgment. I think I, you've been uh, very understanding. <laughs> your job. Well, what makes you say that though? What makes you say that maybe your values are bad? Like, I just, um, I want to be better to the people in my life. And like my wife's my favorite person in the world. I want to hang out with her more, but like I will overschedule myself to the exclusion of that. Not the total exclusion. Like I'm not Don Drapering in at like midnight every night <laughs> drunk. Like Draper. where's my steak? You know. Um, but where is your steak? Let's be honest. And but, who yeah, were you with before your wife? God. Yeah, absolutely. Where where okay. is my steak is my self-help book. Yeah. <laughs> that's the new one you're writing. Okay, got it. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the book I'm writing. It's yeah, called right. Where's My Steak. <laughs> right. um, so yeah. you feel like you you should be spending more time with your wife than Yeah, definitely. Does she so, say that? I so, bet she says that. Um I no, I don't want to put it on her. Like oh, certainly she's, not. She's like incredibly understanding yeah, and yeah. Uh, and very encouraging of my professional but, of as course. I am her. Um so but I think like I would be happier if I did that. I'm never unhappy 
to take a night off. Like whenever I'm like, I'm going to do this and we will go see a play or like, mm. we'll go, um, uh, I will have a nice dinner that we wouldn't have time to do if we were just on the run somewhere or yeah. we'll just stay in and, um, you know, give the dog a bath and watch Netflix. See, I these never, are things adults do. Uh, See, you know what adults do. Right. So <laughs> I always feel very happy about doing those things, right. but I will, I don't plan to do them enough. Mm-hmm. So like, so- Yeah. So I always, I always take issue with the word should, because I like to understand that more. So, cause should is a judgment word. So it it implies that there's a right or a wrong. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I guess, then I look at the want. So I try to have people replace should with want. Yes. Okay. I would like to make more time for personal growth and development uh, above career things. But like, when I say that, the reason I said should is because like, clearly, if I wanted it that bad, I would just do it. I have the opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, but so so you want to, but you choose not to. Yes. I think that's a fair assessment. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't mean to, to imply that your, your wife is like, no, she's the best. No, I don't think so at all. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I wanted to be extra explicit that yeah not, that she went well saying. i because um because nick my my fiance he's not nagging at all but he will like we will have times where i'm like I, he can tell i'm elsewhere and i'm like i'm just gonna i'm gonna quickly just edit this little thing yeah. over here you know and like and he's like jackie please like put the you know like come on let's put the laptop down and and not yeah. you know so i just wasn't sure because sometimes there's a little pressure with like your you know i think especially your partner you want to please them you want to you you want to see them happy you don't want to be the reason that you're not going to do do stuff or you know Certainly. whatever. yeah well and i i think also um when you do want to be doing something that you're not doing, it's important to understand like what the barrier is to, to doing that. And like, if, if the pull to keep working is stronger, you know, maybe it's, it's, it's just that the f- kind of worries about not, f- not doing that are stronger than the desire to put aside that time for people that you love, whether it's your partner, your friends, whatever. And then I think really when that starts becoming a problem is when it's, that that to me is when it that means you're not acting the way that you want to act you know and that it, it, when it starts causing problems in areas is when i would say okay we need to reevaluate here what's going on but when it's not causing problems but it's just something you want to work towards um sure. there are ways to do it too and i think it's it, it sounds maybe silly but i have people actually schedule into their schedule time with partner or time oh, yeah. watching Netflix or whatever, you know, because, I have to. yeah, because it can really be that difficult to do because we're pulled in so many different directions. And that's when, when people do say, I'm not able to live in accordance with what I, what my values are, what I want to do. I mean, I literally have them sometimes pull out their planner and say, okay, when let's put that on the calendar first. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that I think that's like really helpful. And that's what, when I'm doing my best, that's what I'm able to do mm-hmm. for sure. Like I have to make sure because if I, what used to happen and like, um, you know, as in previous relationships and even maybe early in this relationship that I'm in, uh, I want to say now, but, uh, permanently for, for, yeah. <laughs> now, now, and always. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, I would, I would go like, okay, I'll fill, I'll take what, um, what opportunities I have professionally, because that's kind of like what falls to me. And then 
in the, and then once that's all settled, I'll make time for personal stuff. But now I, I think one of the things that's changed is I like more professional opportunities open to me. And so I don't have the, if I, I don't have the same luxury of like four nights a week where, where nobody has asked me to do anything. And again, mm-hmm. that sounds like a brag, but it's like no. additionally uh, logistically more difficult. So I have to, as you're saying, uh, plan the the personal stuff well in advance. Mm-hmm. And it's important if it is something you value, it is important to make sure to, to do that. Um, and, you know, it doesn't sound to me like you're searching for things. It's it in, in this case, it doesn't sound to me like an avoidance thing, but I think it's just worth mentioning that sometimes people are filling up their calendars in order to avoid something going on. Mm. I don't think when they're not working. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like that to me, but there are certain things that I use professional obligations to avoid, but (laughs) I don't feel bad about those. That's a a joy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I just, it just does happen. You know, sometimes when people are, constantly getting involved in, you know, filling up their calendars or whatever, sometimes there is an avoidant function of that behavior. So I just thought that was worth mentioning because sometimes, you know, I keep doing this. And again, I I really don't think that's applicable here, but. um, No, I don't think so either. And it's also like a long running, like this is how I've always been like since Mm -hmm. high school. I think, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But it, se- it just seems like so much more appealing, like the way that you work than the way that I work. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I think you're judging yourself, and um, I don't know. I think personally, like I, I worked, I worked a lot in New York, but I realized, like, because everyone's different, right? And you were saying that you, you would like Josh, you would like to work out a little bit more. Like that's sure. not to should yourself, but like you know. And we don't know. Um, what damage that's doing your body internally. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, but, um, I mean, I have a pretty good idea and it's a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. But I just mean for me personally, and sorry, I don't want to take, but I, I'm just personally, I need physical activity. My, I need that mm-hmm. for my mental state. I actually f- have realized how much I need that. So, you know, you can't crap on yourself if you need, if, if you schedule in time to go for a walk, maybe you think it's being lazy and like right. self-indulgent, but it might be very good for your health both physically and mentally. I don't know. Sure. Yes. But I also... It th- is. Oh, thanks. <laughs> wow. Let's just, not- let's just end there. I'm great. <laughs> well, no, it, it is important. I mean, because there is a restorative property to taking time out and, and recognizing when, okay, I, you know, I could push through this, you know, whether it's uh, for me, uh, an article or a paper or right. whatever project I'm working on. Yeah. I mean, I could push through that till two, three o'clock in the morning, but at what expense? And sometimes if you just put it down and recharge yourself, you come back stronger. And that's not always apparent and intuitive at the time. However, that there yeah. is a restorative property to sleep, to hiking, to walking, to exercise, to watching Netflix. Um, and sex. Rosie, if you're not happy with the way you're working when you are working, that to me is where, you know, maybe examine like that piece of it. Cause you want to feel productive. Yeah. Oh, you know, man. you don't want to feel like you're just like spinning. That's what I feel like I'm spinning because I yeah. can't make a decision on like where I want to go, which, Oh, this was something I wanted to talk to Josh about. Like, I feel like you, 
I was always jealous of you, Josh, because you were like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a, like a writer or, you know, a stand up or whatever. And you went that way. But I like I constantly am like, maybe I want to be this. Actually, I want to be a little more like this or actually I want to be a little more like this. So I can't like laser focus on something. Mm. So then I just like sit in this weird thing and then I'm like, Ugh, let's just watch Gossip Girl. I did last night. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, Why, so- were, they go- were they gossiping about you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. Uh, but yeah, like Josh, what, how, like, how do you do that when you were like, I want to, are you, do you feel like you're a laser focused person? I don't, I, but I, I think like I had a general idea of what I wanted to do. And then I like, I do a lot of like going through the open door, like, oh, this opportunity has presented itself to me. And so I'll do that. Like I think there are certain, there are certain things that I've achieved uh, and like gotten to work on that are more of a focus. Like there, that's more of a, um, oh, I really want this and I'm going to work towards it. And that's that's really gratifying. Yeah. But I think in general, I kind of am like, oh, this is the kind of thing I'm able to do. Like, I guess I'll work at this because I like to do it. I just do the things that I like to do and then hope that eventually I start getting paid money to do them. Nice. That's a good way to think about it. I think I have a fear of doing the wrong thing. Like there's two doors and I'm like, let's choose that one. And then someone's like, ha fuck you. That was the wrong door. Total, I, I don't believe, and I don't mean to like counsel or should, I, I, Jen is a professional, but I don't <laughs> really believe in like wrong doors as much. Like cool. it's just like, well, if you wanted to go through that door, then that was the right door to go through. Unless, of course, there are certain things where it's like through this door is um, a, a habit of heroin abuse. And mm. like through that door is like finishing your novel. Like obviously one door <laughs> is superior to the other. Have you done like, heroin, Josh? You don't know how good it is. <laughs> I've heard it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I've only heard great reviews. For like <laughs> and then it gets bad. Yeah. But like, uh, if I, but I think if it's like between a couple like creative endeavors, I think working hard and finding fulfillment in the thing that you're doing and then switching tracks if you don't is like more important than like, here's the direction I'm going to go forever. And I'm just going to barrel through everything in the way. Yeah, this like okay, that. really quickly, I just also um I had the pleasure of having a dinner with Sherry O'Terry. Oh, cool. Um in New York and um cool. the SNL actress mm-hmm. and uh, she just made such a good point cuz I was kind of talking to her about that cuz I was like I'm doing stand up and I'm doing improv and I'm not great at improv <laughs> like doing sketch I'm trying to do all the stuff and she said kind of she echoed what you said a little bit Josh like she was like you have it's not just about being successful quote unquote quote successful it's about be- feeling fulfillment and like feeling like what totally. you're doing makes you feel good and so I don't know maybe some of that other stuff didn't didn't fulfill you so you don't do it and mm. you're just trying to still find um your way yeah i don't know i'm a little puppy i'm hearing that there's like nervousness about even picking a door yes yeah, well that's her rose cd all right that's and that's my point we've <laughs> yeah. got rose i hear rose cd damn it <laughs> Josh, this is oh, Josh. OCD. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I picked it up. Oh, great. Wow. Oh, yeah. He's like, it's not that clever. Yeah. So oh, I think it what, was very clever. That's why I got it so easy. Thank you. I think I think that what the difference between what we're hearing with Josh is there's not OCD. There's not anxiety there. There's there's a balanced thought there. There's a balanced like, okay, yeah, you know, things could go wrong, but maybe not, and maybe something good will come about. Whereas, but, and, and I'm not picking on you, Rosie. No pick. You know, this is, you know this I is love your show. Rose CD. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's my, pa- Rose CD is my passion. Yeah, it is. That's, that's your it specialty. Is. I know it is. Mm-hmm. This I is do. why I use you. What I do. Um, 
but it, it can be crippling and stalling. And then of course, you know, you're not getting the return on your investment. And so it's important to balance the thoughts out and say, you know, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe not, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then, yeah, kind of just picking something and going can give you momentum. Whereas being, you're going to find something wrong with every door. Yeah. I had the same, same wrong door situation with men too. Mm. Oh, damn it. You have two men that you keep in separate rooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> one is one. doing heroin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. one is finishing a novel. And you're like, <laughs> yep. ugh, writers. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least the heroin guy probably knows jazz music or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely knows oh, jazz wait. Music. I want to go for that guy. See, wrong choice, Rosie. <laughs> um, no, I do. And go then for, pick back up with the Rosie D. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. uh, Rosie D. Well, all we're right. all learning, huh? We sure are. Yeah. Um, in in closing, guys, um, is there anything else we want to say? Jen, do you have anything else about workaholics? Do, do we think Josh is an asshole for being a workaholic? Oh, I no. Don't. He's so wonderful. Oh, okay. Yeah. You guys That's, are very kind. You are. I see I fooled you as I fool many people. <laughs> no, but you, <laughs> you are. And you he has me. a needle, right? <laughs> like, also, he um, has a very, very cute puppy. And I think that helps you relax maybe, right? Because you get to hang out with does. him. Yeah. She, sorry, I always say he. Yeah, she sits across my lap like a big fat seatbelt. It's very uh, cute. She's there so was an what kind of dog is she, Jess? She's a what pug. kind of dog is she? She's just oh. a chubby pug. Uh, there was an <laughs> article that went around. I don't know. Jen might make fun of it because it's like pop culture therapy articles. But did you read it where um, it, it, having a dog in your life helps your uh, heart? No, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So there you go. You don't need to exercise. Yeah. Yeah, you can just keep keep the pug keep across. This dog. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep the uh, pug and you'll be fine. Thank you. And thank you for your expert counsel, Jen. Oh, no. Thank you for being open and talking. Yay. Thanks, Josh. We really appreciate course, it. Yeah. Um, plug some stuff. What's your what's your Instagram and your Twitter? Um, it's all just at Josh Gondelman, G-O-N-D-E-L, man. And I'm on the road a bunch. I don't know when this is coming out exactly. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah. Just say all the, the things, please. It's sure. probably coming so out I'm, next week. Or so at days. my website, which is joshgondelman.com, I'm going – I'm out on the road. I'm probably, I think it's like 11 cities now, maybe cool. uh, from like late November through mid January or late January even. Um, so it's called the team wolf tour T E A M wolf. Great. And, uh, and I'm, so I'm going to a bunch of places. So if you want to come see a stand up show, uh, do that. Yeah. I want to go. Yeah. Well, next time we're in LA, we're hanging out. I'll be, I'll be in LA. Um, my show there is, oh. December 12th. We'll be there. We'll be there. Great. Yay. Thanks, everybody. You're not an asshole. Yeah. Thanks again. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Am I an Asshole? The one about being a workaholic. Mm -hmm. So jealous Uh, of Josh. Thank you so much to Josh Gondelman. Uh, Thank you to our producer, Jonathan Coulomb. Um, Thank you so much to Jackie, to me, to our graphic designer, Patrick Jones. Um, And thank you to you guys. And please, you know, like, subscribe, all that stuff. If you have an idea um, that you want us to talk about or you want to be on, um, give us an email. Am I an asshole? No. Am I an a-hole podcast at gmail.com? Yeah, we've got a few submissions and we're yeah. we're about to record them. Yeah, so I'm they're really coming excited. up in a few weeks. All right, bye. Bye.